Let's face it, money is the one subject we all need to deal with, but no one actually wants to talk about. The good news is there's a podcast helping you learn everything about money no one taught you. Meet Everyone's Talking Money, hosted by me, Shauna Game. Everyone's Talking Money focuses on relevant, inclusive, and forward-thinking conversations around money and just helps you get in a better relationship with your money no matter what your goals are. Do yourself a favor and subscribe to Everyone's Talking Money podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to Mother Up. I'm Gianna Demedio simon And I'm Casey McDonald-Hosmer, and we are moms who absolutely love our new roles in life. But man, were we not prepared for some of the fine print in the job description. This motherhood thing is hard, especially balancing being a mom while still trying to be you. We find it crazy that after only a six-week consult with your doc, you're basically hung out to dry and have to figure out this tiny human and this new version of you practically alone. There are so many demands for taking care of a baby, but taking care of yourself is essential and sometimes falls by the wayside. We want a connection with our children and our partner that doesn't come at the cost of the relationships with our own selves. So you may be feeling down, but we're here to help you mother up because no one's tougher than a mother. We're using our firsthand experiences and our connections to experts across the country to bring you ways to feel confident, beautiful, and still vulnerable. And listen, we're new to the game, so we'll be learning right along with you. So pour that coffee. Or mimosa. We won't tell. It's time to mother mother up. Hello. Hola. Did you get the the ick that everybody else has, the itis? I did not. Christmas COVID 2023? Apparently, yeah. I know a few people that got COVID or that have some horrific cough of some sort. I, I did not get it down here in Florida. You did? I did in Florida. For sure I got it. Yeah, my whole family has it. I still have it. I, I think I actually got it like bad, probably like Christmas Eve maybe. Really? And I'm still, still working with it. Yeah, it's just really like gross, mucus, phlegm, Like fever cough. and stuff too or just mostly cough? I had a low-grade fever for like two days and then just like lots of pressure, headache, um, and this, <clears throat> this gross thing. So I'm going to be muting myself a lot during this episode. How was Christmas? Christmas was good. I'm just like in a mood today. <laughs> what just, happened? I mean, I had a, a very interesting 24 hours, I think. Um, but yesterday, I had a great day. Yesterday was like, you know, first day back to reality type of thing. Of course, Sienna's preschool had an in-service day because just add insult to injury after two weeks of no school. What does that mean? Is that a fancy thing for saying that like the kids don't go, but the teachers have to go? That's correct. But I had work plans, basically. I volunteer with a hospice organization and I took over a shift every Tuesday from, you know, a certain time. So I... Which is super important and they rely on you. Yeah. And it, and it was great to be there. You know, Mark was like, okay, like, we'll, you know, we'll get a sitter and we'll have them come so you can still go. And I just felt like I also needed that time. Like, I feel like I'm going to have to keep making excuses here. And it's like, we shouldn't need to make excuses in this space. But, it, you know, it's like, I love my children, but I just needed a break. I just needed a break. I hadn't been alone. I hadn't had a child climbing on one of my limbs in a very long time, you know? So, well, I think that says a lot about you as a human being, because it's like, you weren't checking into the spa all day and drinking two bottles of champagne. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you weren't leaving yeah. your kids to go and be like, oh, I just need to get drunk and numb myself to the world. Like you were literally giving back and helping people. So I, I, I wouldn't be too quick to condemn you on that one. 
I was just so looking forward to it. I'm like, oh my God, going to Starbucks, like in my car by myself. And I was just kind of excited about the human interaction part of it too. I think there's so much with kids where you don't really have control. Like you don't, like you're the parent in the situation, but like, it's really not my decision whether she gets dressed or not. It was just nice to be in an environment where I felt like, okay, like there are tasks in front of me and I can complete them. Like I'm such that type of person. I need to be able to like get things done to feel like good about myself during the day. And just when your day is revolved around a toddler and an infant, like girl, (laughs) there's zero schedule, like zero guarantee that anything's even going to get done, let alone like 17 other tasks get added to the table. So I just needed that kind of like respite from the chaos for a little bit. And yeah, and like the feel good part of it was really good. So it was it was a really nice thing. Okay, why are you still in a mood? No, it was a great day. And then this morning, I just woke up and I felt like things got like a little chaotic again. So today was Sienna's first day back at preschool. And I don't know, I just had a really hard time waking up this morning. And I like didn't feel good about myself. I didn't like couldn't like pick anything out that I like felt good in. Not that it matters. It was just drop off. And like I went to go get a smoothie or something a protein. Yeah, wait, what do you do you actually feel like you have to dress up for drop off in Naples? No, but I just like to make myself feel good about myself in the morning. Like just, I don't even care if I'm not leaving the house. Like just when I look in the mirror, like what do I, I'm not wearing like jeans and like something beautiful. It's just like whatever. And it's like cold here. It's like 50. (laughs) Um, And then I went to the bathroom right before we left and I got my period. And like that pretty much just sums it up. You know, you just feel like everything goes off in your day when that happens. And then I stopped at the grocery store with Asher after I dropped off Sienna and dropped an enormous thing of baby food right in the aisle. And there was just glass and apple spinach puree all over my pants and all over Asher. And it was so you are Murphy's Law today. Yeah, Yeah. this is this is going to be one of those. Okay. Okay. well, I am here to stop you in your tracks. I know you are. Oh, and I'm like, not today, Satan. My house is just very unorganized and out of it. And like that totally like translates into my brain and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And like right before this, Casey texted me and she was like, hey, like I'm just finishing up my makeup and then I'll be on. I was like, yeah, all I can offer today is some lip gloss. And I just slap that on and I'm here. But like I'd have to imagine that so many of you listening are feeling this way. (laughs) Like the holidays, the most wonderful time of the year. And it's not that it's not. It totally is. It's it's just a lot for moms. No, it's the holiday hangover. I mean, it's yeah. so fun decorating the tree when you have like, it's beginning to look a lot. Yeah. And now you're just like, oh my God, I have carpool in an hour and the Christmas tree is still up and there's crap everywhere. Well, and yes, you know, everybody talks about like that week in between Christmas and New Year's. That's just like no man's land. Is it Monday? Is it Thursday? Is it 2 p.m.? Is it like... 8 a.m. I have no idea. You're just in the middle of like this weird vortex of time and all that. So I'm just like trying to get my life back together as I'm sure everybody is. But overall, like it's and I'm not feeling like stressed or this isn't like anything I'm like complaining about. I'm just definitely like aware of where my mood is at the, at the current time. I'm just definitely somebody that thrives off of like routine and schedule and organization and coming off of these last few weeks that there hasn't been much of it. So I'm excited to get back to it. But I've loved spending time with the kids. I've seen so much like it's so funny how I can't wait for Jack to like start talking more and more because it literally happens in like flashes where you're like, I swear they just picked up like 30 new words in a week. And just the way that they're lacing together sentences and, and talking. And it's just really cool to see. And, and Asher, we're two weeks out from his first birthday, which is just Oh, God, it's oh. wild a whole thing. Um, But how was Christmas for you with Jack this year? Because this is the first year that he was really like conscious for it. (laughs) Yeah, I, 
I do still consider last year like potato land where he just yeah. was a potato baby. And um, this Eric and I did say that we're like, we feel guilty saying that this is his first Christmas, but this truly does feel like his first Christmas. We got him. My dad got him an F450 Power Wheels, like lights underneath two seats, like Sienna has a two seater. And he yeah. just, so my dad dressed up as Santa. I was like, you have to dress up as Santa. He's like, no, 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 I don't think I need to do that. And I was like, no, you need to do that. This is for me. This is <laughs> for me and, and you're doing it. Yes. And I got him a costume. So he comes up and of course, Jug's like, no, no, oh. no, no. Hated Santa. But then Santa brought out a truck and then Santa made a swift exit. Santa's like, here's your truck. Gotta go like out of there. So, um, we, I like said to Eric, I was like, I want to draw the correlation. I know you won't agree with this. I want to draw the correlation that Santa brought the truck because I don't want him to hate Santa. So right. I wanted to do that. And we also got him other presents. Uh, we were in New York a few weeks ago and we went to FAO Schwartz, which I haven't been there in years. And Eric had like two big shopping bags. And I don't know who had more fun, my son or Eric. Oh, yeah. Because they just like ran through and Jack's like, truck. And Eric's like, yeah. And Jack's like, truck. And like any truck. Like there was like a veterinary van with a horse in the back. And that was still oh a gosh. truck. Like he has all these, like so many funny things. So we did those little presents, F450. Santa didn't go over too well. Like we were all sick, but um, <laughs> it was really nice. And yes, yeah, so Jack woke up the next morning. We put the, his truck back under the tree. Um, he still is too young. Like next year he'll get it. But I said to Eric, I was like, this year Easter egg hunting will be really fun with Jack. Yeah. Like he'll finally yeah. understand like Easter egg hunting. I love Christmas, but yes, when you have everybody in the house, it's it's definitely overwhelming because I am the type of person that I want everything to go a certain way. Yes. Um, I want to talk hard about this, about expectations beyond, like around holidays and all that, but go ahead. Yeah. And I think what's hard for me is as my mom is the best. She is the absolute best. She is, spoiler alert, we're in Mexico right now. We decided to come to Cabo because I'll go over it all. We were, I was spontaneous for the first time in my life. Our anniversary is on I New Year's it. Eve. So I know we're it. switching gears here. Our anniversary is on New Year's Eve, two year anniversary. So I'm like, let's have a party. We have this awesome house. Let's have a party, have some of our friends over, blah, blah, blah. Get a caterer, get a bartender, flowers, blah, blah, everything. So two nights before we're seeing Dave Chappelle in Florida and my sister and my husband and I, my sister went to Alabama. They are on their like second cocktail and she just, they just get each other. They just are one. And she's like, we should really be going to the Bama game. We should really be going to the Rose Bowl. And Eric's which like, is yeah, the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, California. Yes, correct. Which is on the day after my anniversary, New Year's Day. And you can't really get to California that easily. We weren't going to do a PJ or anything. That's ridiculous. So they convinced me. I banged the party. Like, caterer, I'll take a credit. Thank you so much. No Flowers, way. Wait, and you it. had to, like, uninvite everybody? Yeah, which no one really cared because I could also lean back on like, it's my anniversary. Like, do you know what I mean? So I guess it's like a one level of. Wait, so you gave all these people plans for New Year's Eve and then said, actually, never mind. It was actually just like (laughs) seven people. I promise it was like seven people. And they weren't going to like my friend Sarah was like, oh, we were just going to go to dinner anyway and like keep it chill. So like no one was upset. Everyone's like, yes, this is awesome. Okay, great friends, great friends. Maybe you're the problem. Um. And no. then, so we, so we get there, we go, um, because we have an anniversary party, like the following weekend in California. Someone else's so, anniversary party. Correct. Correct. Okay. Uh, Eric's like lifetime friend, um, that he played baseball with Mike Moustakis, their 10 year anniversary party. So I'm like, should we fly back? And fl-? like, I'm, I'm nuts. I'm like, I'll fly back and then I'll, I'll repack and like anything to like 
be able to pack and be able to like have my things. Oh, so Eric's like, yeah. no, 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 we're going to stay out there. And I was like, okay, well, we like, we lived in Malibu for a few months. Like we've lived in San Diego. Like, what are we going to do in LA? Like all of our friends have lives and kids and school. Like, what are we going to do in LA on a Monday to a Friday? He's like, no, you're right. And I was like, let's go to Cabo. It's like everyone, that's, that's what all those cool kids do. They have just you ever like, been to Cabo. I was here once in 2018, like fly by for a weekend. Um, I've never been and I'm currently watching Selling Sunset where they're there. And it looks just like way more amazing than the Mexico on the East Coast. (laughs) So when I was here in 2018, I came with um, my best friend Tyler for one of our friends bachelorette parties. And the drive, no, it wasn't 2018, it was 2016. The drive from the airport to Cabo was petrifying. There were no lights. We landed at night. Like it wasn't coming up on our phones. So now like being here now with Eric who speaks Spanish. So I'm like, oh, my, like I'm passenger princess. Like I'm, right. I'm good. <laughs> I do not have to fear. There's lights. Like the amount of, I guess, infrastructure that was built and, and, and stores that have come in. Like it's crazy. It's night and day. So yeah, everything's amazing. So long story short, this is the most spontaneous I've ever been in my life. And I know people are like, okay, no one needs your problems. No. Here's what I will say. I love it though. I said to you yesterday, I said, you're keeping me young. Cause this used to be Mark and I just like very spontaneous and doing whatever. And even with Sienna with one kid, it was kind of easy for us, but now we have two and we can't, and not even that we can't, I just don't want to anymore. I've just like really enjoyed staying put. So now I'm like, ah, oh, yes. Tell me everything. Where are you going next? And then what are you doing? Oh yes. Did I love you- it girl. Keep going. Did you go to public school? Yes. Okay. I have this theory. Kids who went to public school have an innate, natural, God-given ability to put together an outfit quickly, efficiently, <laughs> and effectively. Oh, that's interesting. Right. And because as you were a, a Catholic, Catholic school, school girl, your whole life. My decisions mm-hmm. were white blouse yellow blouse, pink blouse, because I would push the uh, the envelope or my skirt or khakis. And I never was wearing khakis. So I struggle. This is why I always wear dresses. I struggle with putting right. together so an outfit. Easier. Like I would probably look like Lizzie McGuire on the red carpet. Like when they have like a sash and like two shirts on and like things in their hair. Like I would not know what to do with my outfit. So that's, so I I, that's actually one of my favorite things is like styling myself. I love putting an outfit together. Like I love being like, okay, how can I take something that seems so simple and kind of like spice it up a little bit? What I struggle with the most is not knowing the itinerary and not knowing what we're doing and not. And like, so if I feel like if I have everything planned out of like what I'm going to need outfits for, I'm golden. But if, but, if okay, it's wait, so wait. up in the air and like, I don't know what we're doing. No, no, no. Can you come up with an outfit in your mind? Okay. I'll give you an example. So I have an anniversary party. I need cocktail I'm attire. Very then visual. We're going I to can Napa. see the whole thing. Yeah. So then we're going to do wine tasting. Can you come up with an outfit without trying it on? And that's the outfit you're married to. Yes. You don't try stuff on before you put them in your suitcase? No. You don't put a whole outfit together? No. I do oh, it my in my God. mind. No. I can do it in my mind. I mean, it, and that's where it was really hard for me a couple months ago when I was uh, so far away from the weight that I thought I was postpartum, like postpartum. That was really hard for me because I'm so used to doing it in my mind that when I would go to then put that outfit on and it was like not appropriate and felt awful and just like wasn't the vibe, then it was really like mentally devastating to me. But do you just have staple pieces of clothing or like? Do you know your clothes so well that you know exactly how they're going to look on you? Or 
I have like a photographic memory. I think it's a little bit of both, but I also have a photographic thing. So like I can literally think about a piece of clothing and know where it is in my closet and then be like, okay, well then what are the pants? And then I go to the, I can vision the pants section or skirt section of my closet and then like basically mentally scan it and know what it is. That's like one of my favorite things to do. Like I lay asleep at night or lay awake at night, falling asleep to like planning outfits for different things. I lack that skill. I will buy a dress. <laughs> I was actually texting one of Eric's former teammates' wives about this because we couldn't figure out what to wear to this party. And I was like, she showed me her closet. She's like, I have 62,000 dresses. She goes, 10 of them I ordered for your wedding. And I wore a black dress that I owned for three years. Like, this is the problem. I will order, I'll like do these hauls and I'll get a dress and I'll be like, oh my God, this is the perfect cocktail dress. Like in my mind, I'd be like, I can wear this. And then I retry it on and I'm like this. I don't know if my body changes so fast. I don't know what it is, but it looks horrible. I don't know if it's because I'm drinking wine when I'm trying it on. So here's what's funny too, is I think that like, so I do Rent the Runway, which we actually, our episode next week, we did with a financial expert who was amazing. And we talked about this whole concept of like renting versus buying, both with houses and cars and big purchases, but also with the little things in life, like clothes and bags and whatever. I'm a huge fan of it. Not for the like, I just feel like trends change so much or like my use of things change so much that it's yeah. not like worth me. And like, especially with like photos and whatever, like for your wedding, I did rent the runway because I'm like, when am I going to have like a fancy black tie wedding like this again? And like right. newsflash, I, I haven't since your wedding. And you had a child since then. And yeah, I mean, yeah. It's yeah, there's just like so many variables. So I will literally scan the same, like the same page of rent the runway. And I have to be like, okay, right now I'm looking for... Casey's wedding and then I'll be like okay now so you're saying like okay I have an anniversary party and then I have then I like change modes and I'm like okay now I'm gonna shop for this anniversary party because like each are completely different vibes so what you're talking about just now is basically like okay you maybe thought that that cocktail dress was fabulous for some other event that you were gonna wear it to but then when you put it on it maybe still gave you the same vibe that you would have been for that cocktail party but now that you're looking at it for a vineyard it's a completely different vibe yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like you think about the people that you're going to be in front of in that dress and in one group, it may be completely appropriate. And in another group, you're like, wow, this is way too revealing. This doesn't make sense. I shouldn't be right. wearing this. Like there's so many different things when you consider, but like, yeah, the same dress could be a 10 out of 10. And then like the next time you try it on, it's a three out of a 10 because of like how it applies to that yeah. event. Well, somehow I always end up with three out of 10 dresses in the closet when I need something and then I have to panic order. And I don't know, long story short, I'm not good at it. I am not good at it. So I wanted to fly from California back to Florida to figure out my outfit so that I had time to try everything on. I had 24 hours to figure out outfits for four different things and four different climates. Like we were in LA for two days for the game. Obviously that's one type of outfit. And we're in Cabo. See, that's where it's good when it's like this is a very set type of wardrobe. Right, but I wasn't prepared. Yeah, and then I had needed Cabo clothes, and then I needed anniversary party clothes, and then I need like cold, rainy Napa clothes for wine tasting. So I have like jackets and bathing suits. I literally have a fur coat and a bathing suit. That's where I thrive when there's less amount of time. I'm a journalist at heart. I don't. I can't do things if I get too much time to think about it. Uh. Uh. If I I need to be like up against the gun. When it comes to outfits though, and I don't like my body, that's the problem. I'm not like good with my body. Yeah. It's so 
it's so hard when you don't know your body enough yet because you're still in this postpartum phase and you're still figuring things out and you no, after I'm going not the in the postpartum like, phase you are though but and then you, you you know you are from the miscarriage you know I mean like your body whether you like it or not already started changing yeah, and already pregnant. started pre- preparing to to have a baby so your body is still changing um but you started all of this by saying that your mom is amazing because Oh, my mom is amazing. My mom is amazing. So she's watching Jax. We're gone for 10 days. All Eric and I talk about is Jack would love this. If Jack was here right now, he'd be over there on that lawn playing with those kids. Oh my God. But we were both But traveling. if Jack were there, you'd be like, Bruh. we should have left him at home. We should have left him with my mom. Eric literally left. said, he's like the six hour flight out. He's like, I got to just watch movies. And then we had like a two and a half hour flight here. He's like, I, I just watched my iPad and had like yeah. cocktails. Like this is, this is unbelievable. And that is what I will say. And I think I said it on the podcast. I'm not sure if I did, but I told my family, if somebody said, is there anything you miss from before children? The only thing I miss, nothing else besides drinking on a plane. I love drinking on a plane. Oh, I okay. love I love when I sit in my seat and they say, can I get you anything? And I say, I would love a mimosa. I would love mm-hmm. a mimosa. That's my favorite thing. It's my favorite thing. It's so fun. My answer to that question, I think, is like purely relaxing without a guilt, I think. Because like it's like no matter how relaxed I am, no matter how lovely that lounge chair is and whatever, you know, Mark and I are going to Turks and Caicos in a few weeks and I'm already preparing for the like... Solo? Yeah. <gasps> and that's like, I'm not going to be able to just be... Because of what you just said, that you're like, oh, the kids would love this. Oh, my God. Sienna would love this pool. Or, oh, this would be so fun if Asher was, like, crawling around here. Like, you can't just be. Do you want me to help I you I think that, that, like, solitude. I have what you're looking for. Is it recreational? <laughs> she holds up champagne and orange juice. Mind you, it's 930 in Mexico. Get it, girl. Love it. I have I have one thing. She's one on thing that vacay, really- folks. One thing that really grinds my gears, okay? Mimosa glasses, champagne glasses. This? Why? In the eyes of a millennial, I was terrible at taking shots. Like, whatever you have She's to do holding to like, up do a, a shot. Flute. Yeah. I have a champagne flute. So, in college, like when we were like doing shots, I would put the whole shot in my mouth and then swallow it. Like, I couldn't oh. do a shot. There's just something oh, wrong that's with me. terrible. Yeah. And this is counterintuitive because champagne is bubbly. So, you shouldn't be able to just like whip it back. I can throw back mimosas like nobody's business like I yeah. really do think I could out drink anyone if it was just mimosas yeah like, it's I the agree. best it's the it's, best it's a great buzz so why don't you give us mimosas in a wine glass that is my I like my a coupe. of the day I like a coupe okay I think that's a much better like sipping type of thing what is that a coupe yeah a champagne like the one like it's this like, a, like the wide the, it's like a spread out one <laughs> yes like this so she puts her hands underneath it's the uh it's the leonardo dicaprio it's yes the great gatsby thing great gatsby cup yes yes see i if those aren't deep enough there's a lot of room for failure a lot of room for spillage that's yeah, true that's true it's like a martini but glass. I, I really don't do like I don't a- understand a martini glass um woo! i think that's a, that sound is a perfect segue to get into some of the the things we wanted to hit today um Wait, let me go back to my mom just quickly. So as a like new mom, new wife, I own a home. Like you're putting your stamp on like, this is my home. This is how it runs. This is how I do things. This is what we do. And when I do a holiday, this is how we do it. Finding that identity is difficult when like you're tired and your mom's there. 
hundred percent. And she'll do everything. And like, my mom's like, oh, I'll just handle this. I'll do this. I'll do this. And it's like, I don't want my mom to be the mom in my house, but yes, it's so easy I... to just be like, all right, mom, go mom, go. I went oh, through the same case, thing. What about your closet? Oh yeah. Whatever you want. Just do whatever you want. And I'm like, wait, but I can't do yeah. that. I went through the same thing this holiday. Cause they're the best. They're the best. It was very heavy on me this holiday that we are in this transition phase of our entire life. We have been the recipient of the yes. magic of the holiday. The kids. Yes. And we have now turned into the creator of the magic of the holiday. The game maker of Christmas. The game maker. Yes. Nice Hunger Games reference. Whether it is the magic literally for the children in terms of Santa and the gifts and the tree and all of that or for the entire family and for the home and making the dinner and just like the flow of yes. the day of the holiday and how things go and like my mom does that with her eyes closed like she could do it for 20 people with her eyes closed so I did kind of have this moment of like okay like the holiday is at my house but my mom is still kind of the captain and I'm the first yeah. mate which it's not that I have a problem with I mean she's certainly better at it than I am but it was kind of just weighing on me of like wait I thought I was a grown-up I thought I was an adult but like I don't I still don't actually think I'm capable of this why do you think that is it because you want your husband to see you steering the ship? Is it because you want your kids to see you steering the ship? Is it because you want to prove to your mom, I can do this? Like where, or is it all those all things? All of it. I think it's all of those <laughs> things. I want to prove to myself that I can do it. I think, I think a lot of it was, yeah, I wanted to prove to my mom, like, look at this home that I built. Like yeah. I, I took notes all of those years and I was able to instill everything that you taught me into this and look at how beautiful I've been able to make it. And my husband doesn't necessarily care. I say that in like a meaningful way. Like he doesn't, he doesn't like place an emphasis on that. Like that to him is not what our marriage is about, but I want to show him that I can do it. I certainly want to show my children that I can do it in the way that I watched my mom do it. And I thought she was utter magic. You know, it's like, I want my kids to think that about me. So, you know, I posted a reel on Christmas Eve about it, about how like all of a sudden I felt so overwhelmed with like, did I do enough? Did I do enough for this dinner? Did I do enough for the kids? And I've realized that like the responsibility of the holiday and the memories that my children will have like literally lays in my hands. And it was like terrifying. Okay. But I, you did enough. You did plenty, but here's what I'm going to say. So look at it as a big picture. You've built this beautiful home. You've built this beautiful life. You're building this beautiful family. Your mom is never going to think that you didn't do enough. Like your mom is so proud of you. And I think of it this way. So my grandmother is a force. My, my, she, is. she yeah. hosted Christmas Eve every single year, did all the cooking until maybe like the past, like five or 10 years, we've started transitioning it to my aunt Lorna's, my aunt Monica's, or I would host it. And, um, I think the thing is that brings them so much joy. And if it's at your house or my house, like to still let my, my, take the reins and to still let her like be the peacock and say yeah, what time dinner is. And she, like, I right. want to give them that gift because some, someday like you will dogs. be by yourself. That's like what they, they do in life. That's what they know how to do. And they need to be able to do that. Yeah. But that's okay. And someday our moms won't be here. Yeah. And yeah. we'll say, I wish my mom was here to tell me what time to eat dinner. Oh Why my am gosh, I getting 100%. so sad? Because it is a sad thought, you know, and there are probably other listeners right now that are sobbing their eyes out because their mom isn't here. And, you know, that's something that I deal with. My dad isn't here. And that is something that happens at Christmas for me. And it's just, I think there's that element of it too, of like how perfect and beautiful these holidays are. And you want to capture that 
specialness in that moment because what if it's not that way the next year? Yeah. Yeah. And that's definitely something I struggle with. If your mom wants to be the boss, let her be the boss and go play with your kids. You know, just, I think it's like, don't put so much pressure on yourself. Cause I feel it too. And it's like, just everyone do their own thing. Everyone do what you want to do. And everyone, no expectations. Everyone just yeah. good vibes. No, my mom actually wrote me a really special card and was like, you're, she said something in it along the lines of like, you're the best version of you that I've seen in recent years or something. And like, that meant so much to me because really at the end of the day, like, I just want to make her proud. You know, I just, I just want to show her because I think so much of it is like what she's passed down to me and I'm so grateful for it. And I think my way of saying thank you is to show her that I'm like using those skills or that I, you know, I'm, I'm capable and listened and, and have transformed it into now my own family. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, and then we had a family party a few days after Christmas and she was kind of driving me nuts because I'm like, okay, I know you do this better than me, but like, kind of just let me, let me go. You know, she'd be like, where should we put the food out? I'm like, I think we'll put it on this counter. She's like, I think it would be better on the back counter. I'm like, then why'd you ask? You know, <laughs> I'm like, let me just, let me just do but it. I snap into the mode and, and my mom and I will go at each other and I feel so badly for it. But yes, it does go back to that. I'm like, if you want to do something, just do it. Like if you want something done a certain way, do it. I, and I appreciate you, but I just like, yeah, just if you think it's better that way, do it. Now a quick word about our sponsor, BetterHelp. Casey and I both love and use therapy. It is a great thing, and we want to make sure that you take advantage of it too. BetterHelp is offering 10% off for our listeners. And what a great time to be able to start this because I know you're probably feeling a little stressed or feeling a little bit more anxiety, a little bit more emotions than you would usually. That's just normal. That's what the holidays do. We're moms. We're put under a lot of pressure. But don't sit there with it by yourself. Check out betterhelp.com slash motherup. BetterHelp is helping our audience get 10% off their therapy at this time. There's an online platform you can get connected with a great therapist in your area. And there's a platform that makes all of the information that you need very easy. Clicking that link in our show notes for BetterHelp will help support this channel, but it also gets you 10% off your first month of BetterHelp, so you can connect with the therapist and see if it helps you. Reach out to Casey and I. Let us know how it goes. We'd love to be there for you, too. So if you're struggling, consider online therapy with BetterHelp. Click the link in the description or visit BetterHelp.com slash MotherUp. So this is the one topic I wanted to talk about was the the mom guilt, basically, around the magic of the holiday. The other thing I want to talk about is expectations. So I see this with like, let's go back for a second. Let's go back to being like young 20s dating. And do you ever remember you have a date scheduled? You're all excited for it. You have like this rose colored glass fantasy of what it's going to be like. And then you get on the date and it's just not. It's not that. It's a flop. I have Steven Spielberg syndrome where Uh I Mm -hmm. plan an entire event. It plays out in my mind. And my dad actually has said that because my grandmother does it. My mom does it. I do it. My sister does it. And he says, (laughs) life is not a movie. And if you think that it has to go according to a, a perfect script, 
And Eric even says that to me too. I'm like, well, don't you love me? And he's like, I told you I loved you 47 times. And I'm like, but now the fireworks are going off and they just poured the champagne. Right. You he's didn't like, say it at the minute in, in the way. You didn't grab my this face. Is it the notebook? Yeah. yeah. And that's what you have. You have to that. Yes. Don't have unrealistic expectations. And, and it's very hard to balance those two things, unrealistic expectations. And am I being walked all over? Yeah. Very fine I, line. I guess I had this expectation or I had this desire for, you know, my daughter was going to wear the Christmas skirt I had picked out for her. She was going to let me do her hair in the way that I wanted it. She was going to hold my hand as we walked into Christmas dinner. She was going to be so well behaved. We were going to get beautiful photos that I was going to treasure forever, you know, and sometimes it's just not that way. Like, I think it's, it's hard even like when we were on vacation with Mark's family before Christmas and I'm like, oh, I want to get these beautiful pictures to remember this vacation by. I think I don't even know if we got I think we maybe got one picture of the four of us all together and like neither of the kids are looking like type of thing, you know, and like Do you have a camera. Are you a camera mom? I'm no, I just use my iPhone. OK, so I have a camera. There are camera moms. My mom was a camera mom. She oh, I think was all of our mom's generation no, were. Yeah. She stayed strapped. Like the Rambo with the like Rambo belt with extra film. Like she was like like ready to go. Like ready to roll. And I love I that. And isn't that amazing camera. that you have that stuff to look back on? Yes, but it's on like pictures in a huge Tupperware about this big in the hall closet that we have to go through. Yeah. I have a you beautiful get that camera. Organized. But you have to like lug it around. And it's yeah. another thing when you have kids to lug it around. So yes, it's easier to use your iPhone. I will say, I think one parent needs to be the, the picture taker. Like Eric has transformed that. into the portrait man. I designated Mark that man on Christmas morning. I was like, listen, I really want to be present for this. And, and? I'm going to need you to just step it. I don't even want to be near my phone. I didn't even like touch my phone Christmas day. And he did a great And tell job. me what happened. He did a great job. He got a lot of cute videos, a lot of cute pictures. It was great. And it was just nice that I didn't feel like I was living the morning behind a lens, that I was actually there really present. And um, I was proud of myself. And I think my therapist would be proud that I like acknowledged that feeling that I was having. Like I was having anxiety over taking photos, but also being present. And that I kind of like said to him, like, hey, I need you to, you know, you're my backup generator. Like, this is an area that I'm going to need you to help. I was also feeling a lot um, just like about my dad, you know, that we talked about and like Christmas and my dad was like a big thing. And I was like, I already feel like I'm teetering. <laughs> so I, I want to keep this day like nice. And I know that like one little thing is very likely to push me into the, the depths of emotions that I don't want to go in. So like, right. How, let's see how we can manage that. And Mark and I like talked it out and, and, and it really, it really worked. I um, will say that. Okay. So Eric macho athlete, I will say that I shy away. I used to shy away from having those like talks with him. Like, I think I might freak out. Like, can you help me through this? Or like, can you break down what's irrational that I'm feeling and what's actually real? Men are so good at that. If you oh, present I, it to them, they love before the opportunity. It happens. Yes. But I, yes. I am just like, I am so passive aggressive and that like, I used to be like, I, I'm fine. I've got it. And then he's like, there's something wrong with you. And I'm like, no, I'm fine. Like they Listen, know. No one knows you better than this person. 
You know, you've committed your life. You've stood up in front of hundreds of people and said, this is my person. You guys have spent hours and hours dissecting your relationships and your personalities to see why you are compatible to spend your life together. He notices things about you that you don't even know about you. And you think that you, you think that you deserve an Emmy. Like you think that you are selling it and you're not. Yeah. I mean, I think that's one of the strongest things about Mark and I's relationship. And I would encourage anyone in their relationship to, to try to do this, to just lean in on your vulnerabilities with each other and say like something, you know, something's off. I'm not feeling good. What are you seeing that I'm not seeing? How can we work through this together? And like you said, if you can catch it before it's, it's like, crazy town and that you break down because then I think that puts them in like defense mode and it's hard to like if they're if they're driving to church and the kids are screaming in the back and you're like I think there's something wrong with me they're like chill yeah yeah and I I also see this like enormous amount of appreciation that Mark will have to say like thank you for trusting me with this almost instead of just like seeing me as the bad guy for no reason like he always says that to me like I'm on your team I'm yeah. on your team. I'm, I'm not yeah. here to be the villain to you. Like, I want to help you more than anything. So that like, when I do come to him and say those things and like, man, he really, he really took it on and um, well, really it, helped me like, that day. But maybe it's caveman stuff. Like maybe it goes back to like men want to fix things. And if you give them a problem, they're like, yeah, I got mm-hmm. you. And it's like locker room stuff. I, I don't know. I don't know what goes on in the locker room, but I'm sure it's that kind of stuff. I yeah. don't think they say, I, I think I'm having sad feelings today, but I think it's that pump up. That need to like lift somebody up. Yeah, I think you're right. I think, I mean, they do want to, you know, right. At the end of the day, the caveman thing, like they want to feel like they're the provider for their wife. And if they can provide that emotional stability or help, you know, us in that moment, like maybe that, that is what it is. So traveling with family, I want to hit on because I'm sure there are a lot of people that did that over the holidays. My, a lot of friends and I traveled the same week and we're away like that week before Christmas and or um, New Year's and we're all texting each other by like day four like okay <laughs> like, I was texting you I I'm I you ready I was like are you expired and you were like hell no and then you sent me all these awesome photos oh my god I love it Casey sends me text messages via the invisible ink on the iPhone which is the best thing ever because I can open it and like no one can actually read what it says yeah, I'm until aware. I do some I'm like aware. magic little swipe and it's so good and she's like you're like tell me the gossip like are you dying what's happening are you okay um the first like four days I was great and then by the end of it I was like all right I'm I need to like be back in my space I want my kids back in their own realm and then also like I didn't feel like I was getting any time with my kids because it was either they were sleeping or they were with their family which is great and I love them getting to have that time with their family but I like I I just kind of felt like a vessel at some point that I was just like there to like provide them to others and not actually like like have the time with them how many days were you there too many (laughs) no how many days We we were in we were in Mexico from Saturday no from Sunday to Saturday Whoa, that's long. And furthermore, that's long before the holiday. Like that is, that is Oh yeah, we got back and hit the ground running. That is crunch time. Yeah. Um, There's just a lot of dynamics into like, you know, going with family too. And I think that's the other thing that like, I want all the listeners to know that like you, I think are probably underestimating the amount of emotional turmoil. I don't always want to say turmoil, emotional aerobics 
let's put it this way, the emotional aerobics that you just did over this holiday, because- Well, how many people did you travel with? 16. That's a lot of people. Think about a group of best friends. Like think about spring break or you're doing a girl's trip and there are, or a yeah. bachelorette. Let's do a bachelorette. And there are 16 people. That's a lot of emotions. Yeah. So like give yourself grace for that. And, and, and like try to take some time this week. I know that you're probably back to work or you're back to whatever it is that you're doing, hopefully, because the kids are back to school. But like, gosh, go take, go, go do the mom move, go to some drive through and sit there for like 20 minutes. Listen, I hope you're doing that now. I hope you're sitting in your car with some delicious smoothie or an iced coffee and you're listening to this podcast. I never knew that was a thing for yourself. Oh yeah. Actually, yeah. no, that's not true because when Jack was born and I was talking to my therapist, I would go to the food store and I would talk to her on the phone in the car in the parking lot. And then I'd go into the food store because I, the food store is very therapeutic for me. I will spend two hours going up and down those aisles, reading labels and just, oh, that's very calming. Causes my nervous system to break down like the grocery store. <laughs> Can we talk about the nervous system thing? Okay. I have seen so many Instagram reels about I know we got to get somebody on like that. Resets. I have so many yeah. people and it's like even down to like putting your face in ice water or, but this girl listed all these things of like, if you have like a jacked up nervous system and one was like, you like being around people, but you don't want to talk to anybody. You can't wear bras because you like sports bras. Like you only wear sports bras. Like that's literally me. It's like all these things that mean your nervous system is jacked. And out of 10, I think I had like nine things. Okay, noted. Let's do a whole episode on that. We got to find somebody, but I also think we should do, like you said, like, let's go down the list and see like where we are on them. You go to the next topic and I'm going to find that. The other thing I just wanted to mention was travel with kids. I am such a believer in doing it as soon as you can get your kids used to it. This was probably one of the longest trips we've taken. And like I said, like I felt at day four, like I was ready to go home. And that's, I think the longest that we've traveled with them was probably like three to four days. We went to Nantucket. Do you mean travel like like actual transportation or do you mean travel like not being in your home? Not being in your home. Like, do you mean like flights? Okay. Yeah. Like going to other cities. So like be okay in a hotel room with like natural light streaming in and a wooden crib that's not yours. Yeah. Yeah. Like Asher slept in a bathroom and like he was fine. You know, like in a little crib that was like stuffed in there. I'm going to say this right now. And I was just talking to somebody about this. In the baseball world, every baby sleeps in a closet. Every baby sleeps in a closet and it is fine. That's our joke. For an entire season. Our kids have slept in the finest bathrooms and showers and closets around the world. Yeah. For your wedding, yes. Sienna slept in the in the uh, pack and play in the shower of a hotel in Palm Beach. <laughs> Amazing. That's <laughs> fantastic. survived and was fine. Um, I think it's good to get your children and yourself used to that, like, drill. Um, like, I wasn't stressed about it because I was like, okay, like, I know the things that are going to be helpful. I know the things that I need. I just want to make this as, like, organized and and efficient as possible. And then that's where I felt like by day four, there was like a little bit of a breakdown because like things kind of started to get misplaced around the hotel room or I didn't feel as, as organized. And that started to like permeate through in the way that I was feeling about the trip. The bottles aren't Um, getting cleaned. Yes. There's like a lot of layers. Yeah. But I, um, I found some things that were really helpful and I put them all in my Amazon storefront. So if you go to the, the, I think there's the link might be on our show notes, but if you go to the link in our bio that there's a link to my Amazon storefront there and there's just like some little things that I thought were really helpful for the kids on the plane. Some things, there was like this busy book type of thing that Sienna would take to dinner with her every night. And that was like her treat to be able to sit there at the table and play with it. There was like a little fold up chair that was really great for Asher to sit by 
sit by the pool and not like go crazy and try to crawl around everywhere. I love that. Um, like travel size, like bottle cleaners and stuff like that. So there's definitely strength in like learning some of those tricks. And I compiled them all for you. I'm just always such a proponent of traveling with kids and just getting that experience in not only like for them, but for you, because it is, it is nice to have that experience with them. I will say that um, I got on the plane with just a purse and it was fantastic. Right. Just a purse. Isn't it? Even, even watch when like Jack is potty trained. I think as soon as the kid is potty trained, that is like, whoa, I don't need really? a million diapers and wipes and extra outfits and like all this stuff. Yeah. Like even that, like when we take Sienna to my, my parents now, we're like, oh, we don't like need seven bags. We can just have two. Like, you're like, wow, this feels great. The last thing I wanted to talk about is I think I've mentioned it on this podcast before. I forget how it even really came into my purview, but this book called Fair Play, it is one of Reese Witherspoon's book club books. And it is this woman who started talking amongst her friends and realizing this whole thing about the she fault parent. And that obviously the women are the default, whether they're stay at home moms, whether they have a full time career, whatever the situation is, whether it's a, um, uh, mixed culture, mixed, mixed, uh, sexuality type. I mean, she, she went over like all types of situations for parenthood and, and this is what she was consistently finding. And she started to kind of dissect it. Like, why is it this way? And why do women feel the way they do? I feel it's very important to note that it is not a husband bashing or father bashing right. book. It's not like men don't do anything. It's like, no, women are innately trained to feel the need to do it. And here's how things get through the cracks. And here's why things are the way they are. And even when the dad thinks that they're doing everything. So like this one example that stuck out to me, it was like when I asked fathers what they were doing and I had a parent that said to me like, oh, I do all the dinners. I take on the dinners for the family. And she goes, oh, so you do the grocery list. And he goes, no, my wife does that. And she goes, oh, so you do the meal planning and then she buys it. And he goes, no, my wife does that. And he goes, she's like, okay, so you're not doing the dinners. Like maybe you're cooking them, but there's still several other steps around that. There's 14 steps that you missed. Yeah. Yeah. So she had this whole thing about like really a task is this idea of CPE. So it's conception, planning, and execution. And if you look at all the tasks that are done between you and your partner, how many of them are each of you really in charge of all of that? Well, because everything you do, you have to times it by three. Yeah. So it's like sometimes in order to be, you know, and and again, the, the thing isn't necessarily about like, how do we be fair? And how do you like, she has this thing where you like write out cards of like the tasks in your home. And she's like, I'm not saying it needs to be split down the middle. I'm right. saying it should be split in a way that is most efficient for the family. And I just thought that was fascinating. That basically, like, if you're going to do a task, do it from beginning to end. So then that gives the other partner time to focus on another path. Instead of, like, you guys being half in one, half out of the other. Wait, did you start this? Or did you? am I finishing it? Or did you do this? So I, I'm only halfway through the book, but... I will, that this was interesting. That was the first time I picked up a real book in years when we were on vacation and I was just upstairs when Asher was sleeping and there was no, you know, other thing for me to have to do around the home. But I, I'm really, I really am interested in this. How many things in your world could you turn 
all three steps over to your husband and still keep a sane, rational, calm persona and not even think about it. Here's where this was good too. I know without even having to read this book that Mark and I are certainly on the more liberal end of the spectrum. My husband does a lot. I, I know that. I am a raging perfectionist. So is it done to my standards? No. But this helped me reset my mind a little bit and be like, oh, wow. Okay. So like some men are really not even doing anything or real, like, like it kind of gave you like, oh, you're a traditionalist or you're a modern blah, blah, blah. There was like kind of like names to how some of the setups might be. Yeah. So it did let me see that. And then it kind of, right. There were things to your point of like, okay, well, what could I hand over to him? And there's only like, but he wouldn't do that right. Oh, but no, but I, there would be a lot of training required for him, for me to like hand this task over to da, 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 da. And like, yeah, some of that's on me, but I think if it was like, okay, this is the division that we agreed upon, or this is like how it needs to go again for the efficiency of the family, maybe it would be better. It's hard. It's hard to change dynamics that have been that way from the beginning. I mean, it's, it's, I think there was also something really good. I remember feeling this way when I was reading it, it, it goes in very much to like the, the, the brain and like why the brain thinks a certain way, why women conceptualize her. And I mean, she's like interviewed hundreds of women and, ju- and she has like ep- excerpts from all of her studies and just to like see and, and read other women that think and feel the exact same way, or to just like put words to feelings that you have that you've never even kind of like, you know, put your own words to. Well, that's really why I helpful. think social I media is so great now because so yeah, many people are like, agree. wait, that's me. Agree. Yeah. I mean, I hope, you know, any women that are sitting here listening to this podcast thinking like, wow, Gianna and Casey really just like hit on things that I didn't realize that I felt. But I remember thinking that when I read a couple books in my early grief being like, oh, like just like a weight being lifted and and thinking like, oh, okay, I'm not super crazy or this is this is okay. Or there are other people that feel this way. So um, and Mark and I had a really good conversation about it the other day, too. And and um. I don't know. I just really recommend it. So we'll put the link in the, in the show notes for, for that book. Um, I also want to know from the listeners, like what are other books that you want us to kind of dissect from the motherhood perspective too, because I would love to do that a little bit more on this show. Going back to your point of people, things that we say resonating with people. I feel like growing up, everyone's like, I want to be special. I want to be picked to be on Disney channel. Like I want to be the next pop star. Like, do you know what I mean? At this phase in my life, I don't want to be special. I I want like to have an issue and somebody to say, Oh, I have that too. Oh, you know what? Yeah. That sounds a lot like something that this person, yeah. like, you don't want to be special. You want to just have an understanding of what the hell is going on and why it's yeah. going on and how you can move forward. And I think yeah. that's a big deal to talk about all these even little nuanced things like, Oh, you know what? I talk to my husband when I feel overwhelmed. Oh my God. Maybe mm-hmm. I can try oh my God, it worked. Like, it's just these little mm-hmm. things that change your whole outlook, change your whole life. Yeah. And that's really important to share here. I Yeah, I think that's such a, a, I think that's kind of the whole purpose of this show, right? And that you are now a part of this community of being a mom. And now that you're here, 
we're going to help make sure that you're the best version of it. So let's talk about all the little nuances and let's figure out the ways that we can basically like empower those and not make them be like negative aspects in our life. So you don't want to be controlled by it. Yeah. A great, a great way to sum up this episode and to say mother up is back baby mama is back thanks for bearing with us during the vacation that we had during the holidays and uh we got some good stuff coming up this season uh like i said next episode is a financial expert we also have uh, an expert on connected parenting method and just a whole way of kind of emotionally connecting with your children to parent them it's very different than the what's the gentle parenting and then the traditional parenting. So we get into that. Um, we have a, a psychologist coming on talking about dealing with people with narcissism. We want to we wanna key into somebody talking about the nervous system and how we can control that. And just so much more to come. And of course, just our daily squirreling. Because like, why not? <laughs> it's always good find, for that, for an episode. Before we go, let's leave them with this. I did find a list yes. of... 10 bodily signs of nervous system dysregulation. Oh boy, here we go. Cravings and extreme appetite changes. Yes. Mm. Frequent energy slumps and or constant fatigue. Attention or concentration problems. So basically mom brain. Digestive dysfunction and reduced digestive capacity. (gasps) Ding, 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 ding. Hormone (laughs) dysfunction. Have I not been like complaining of that this whole season? Dude, men's premenstrual symptoms, hot flushes, night sweats, weight gain, anxiety or anxious, worried thoughts or frustration. Is this just Mm -hmm. if you're a mom, raise your hand. Right. Feeling constantly overwhelmed or on edge. Trouble falling asleep. Mood swings. Low immune system. Body aches, chronic pain, soreness. My face right now. Okay, so now that you just dropped these bombs on all of us, like what's the way to fix it, Casey? So this is a this is from <laughs> this is from an Australian article, and the first thing says, "Quick coffee." <laughs> oh, sure. As I'm sitting here downing it, is the second thing listen to the Mother Up podcast because I think it that is. should be okay, actually the great. next well, five things are listen to the Mother Up podcast. <laughs> We're on that. We're listen to get, the Mother Up podcast. Follow the Mother Up Instagram. Follow the Mother Up YouTube. All the videos are starting to get uploaded there. So anyway, we're glad to be back. We love you. We miss you. I'm looking forward to another fun season. Thanks for listening to Mother Up. We have new episodes every Monday. In the meantime, follow us on social by searching at Mother Up Pod. Got a topic you want us to cover? A story you want us to share? Give us a shout on our website, www.motheruppod.com. Production support for today's episode provided by Katie Anderson, also a mom of HomeAway Studios. I'm Gianna Demedio simon And I'm Casey McDonald-Hosmer. Have a great week. And remember, whenever you're feeling down, mother up. <laughs>